Hello, and you're listening to The Seventh Reel. This week, La Haine, a 1995 French film directed by Mateo Kasovitz, and Irreversible, a 2002 film directed by Gaspar Noé. Yusuf, despite my, 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 my warning, you, you decide, we decided to go through and watch these two films. Yeah. Well, you warned us about Irreversible, not... Well, I okay. What did you think? I honestly think Irreversible might be one of my favorite movies. <laughs> so, so take that, Arvin. I'm gonna like it out of spite. <laughs> uh, I, I, but it is, I, I do think there's a lot to appreciate. Mm-hmm. About. Yeah, totally. No, no, totally. Uh, I, I just picked these because um, they're both about like justice and or injustice, yes. sort of, and. Uh, and they both star uh, Vincent, uh, Vincent Cassell. Cassell, who I think is a very underrated Wonderful. actor. Yeah, he's yes. he's amazing. Uh, he's fantastic in both of these films. And uh, did you notice in uh, in uh, Irreversible when he is at the party scene and he says, "I'm Vincent by mistake," yeah. and then he's like, "I'm a that's a real that's a real flub." <laughs> oh my god, this is a long take, and he can't yeah. get out. Okay. Yeah, so he saved it. Oh, so good. Yeah, that was. Hilarious. I loved it. <laughs> but his name is Vincent in the other movie, Vince, to be exact. Vince. Yeah, and and yeah, I, I think he's a great actor. He also just looks interesting, like just yes, physically. He has a great look. Yeah, and uh, he was married to Monica Bellucci and. During was the, he? the the filming of this, yeah. So I I was. Well, that makes sense. It could have paired well with Eyes Wide Shut. It's another movie mm-hmm. where a married couple is uh, depicted. But uh, so yeah, so I, I I felt they were on theme. Our friend Pierre's dad suggested I watch La Haine, and uh, this was uh, a, I thought a, a good pair. It's a movie that's mm, infamous, and I always wanted to see it. Plus. I mean, he's got a unique style, the uh, so so you you kind of like have to appreciate it for what it is. But uh, what did you guys think of it? As uh, I mean, both of them, I guess. But kind of, there's one elephant in the room. That we <laughs> there's one elephant in the room. I quite like both of them, despite Irreversible being downright unwatchable at points. It's I find them both very impressively directed and acted. Mm. And genuinely, I think thematically, very they accompany each other quite well. I think both of them are about are films about how our desire to correct injustice, but but when facilitated only through violence, doesn't really like it's just a it's just a cycle, right? Yeah, yeah. And but here's here's what I I uh, like noticed watching both of them was that one does like sort of mm-hmm. gets you to empathize with very much so with the uh, group you uh, mm-hmm. you kind of are you're rooting with you it's basically a, hang- a hangout movie hang- yes and and you kind of get to like sort of empathize it's like almost like you know an an experience in em- empathy and exercising that and then irreversible mm-hmm. is like all just shocking you to the point of being like like it kind of like goes they go different routes but end in the same place i feel like that's kind of what i felt it's like mm-hmm. they're trying to do the same thing but one takes like a very extreme approach the other takes an irreversible with true to its namesake does it in reverse 
Right? Yeah. The film gets gentler and gentler as it goes along, and it gets mm-hmm. more tragic as it goes along because it gets gentler yeah. and gentler. Yeah. And I mean, having seen um, Noah, Noah Gosman Noah's other films, this is basically I, was, I I think this is a lot better than Enter the Void. Mm-hmm. It's very similar stylistically, but I feel like this one has. But, it's a lot more shocking and a lot more emotionally resonant. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I do you think I haven't seen Vortex, I haven't seen Climax, I haven't seen Love, I haven't seen the first one. I stand alone. Uh, yeah, I, but but I know he's he's a big like Enter the Void. Like uh, in interviews, he talks about like playing a game with each movie. Like with I stand alone, he does the voiceover. This he plays in reverse, and in. Uh, What's the other one? Enter the Void. It's like the consciousness thing. And Vortex is the split and screen. And Love is 3D. Yeah, and Love is 3D. So he plays a game. That's what he, how he puts it. It's like to, uh, he has to find a new game to play every movie. So I was wondering what you guys thought of, I mean, of this gimmick. Like, is it necessary? Is it uh, a gimmick? Or is it like a, 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 a tool? Or like, is it mm-hmm. cheap? What did you guys think? I think because of the execution, it doesn't feel like a gimmick. Because you, uh, how long did it take? Like, the the film sets up its rules, I think, pretty quickly, and you realize, and there's a, and there is a point to it, right? Because it does, it is like gradually revealing. It's like a mystery box, but instead, the mystery is already up front, and you just you and you kind of mm-hmm. find out what's. It's it's almost ingenious in a way, like because usually it's. Uh, it completely upends like the tra- traditional story structures, right? It's like, oh, there's going to be a big payoff towards it's building up to something. Mm. But th- in this case, the explosion hap- happens in the first act, right? Two horrific events almost back to back. And the rest of it just kind of explain- uh, unravels the tragedy of it all. That's why I like, the, like, like, I like this better than Enter the Voids. It's more humane, mm-hmm. I think. I think so, too. So what did you think? I mean, with the gimmicky stuff, if you compare it to, like, Memento, which is, like, same year, I think. I mean, Mm -hmm. that very much feels... It is quite similar to Memento. It it feels more like a gimmick in Memento, but this, it just flows. Like, when they're with the police and, like, something happened and you're like, what? What, What's going on? I thought I'd missed something, but then, I guess, Mm. well, you know, they're just revealing it in a different way. Yeah no that okay i yeah i I think i think so too i think it works especially now that you mentioned memento kind of uh, holds up against that yes like uh seeing that in the other uh, way it's not it's not as good but uh, he does i don't know he does this thing where he's he gets a bit too explicit where it's like oh i'm reading a book about dreams and (laughs) And it's like, uh, I dream, I, I dreamt I was in a tunnel, like all of that. Like it's it's a bit too oh, like yes. on the nose that I don't like, but yeah. but I think I think like as a as an experience, it it's powerful. It's still like very powerful, yes. and and I would have removed those like few lines. But considering all the other stuff he had to think about and execute really well, it's so impressive. And and I I think it does Arvin like it, it does kind of balance the best of both worlds of of mm-hmm. his sensibility I think because Enter the Void I feel like is too much of the the playing around with the with that game instead of actually mm-hmm. exploring like characters and telling or telling a story yeah you know, making us care about these characters yeah but it's also kind of 
it's it's like taking the subject matter because a lot of like you know you you don't want to watch 12 years a slave like for fun you know what i mean no but this i feel like this goes down as a thriller a bit it easy. comes down to presentation yeah yeah so i, de- yeah. I definitely think it's like uh so uh i not to re- rehash or revisit an old segment but do you guys want to know what roger ebert thought <laughs> i yeah yeah <laughs> Okay, well... I would love to. So, he actually really liked it. He said uh, that it's, uh, it's, it's... For most people, it's pretty unwatchable. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but he's, his, his view was that it, it's impressive because it doesn't build up to violence and sex as a payoff. So, it's, yes. he says it's the opposite of pornography because it begins with viol- the violence and it... You I know, mean, if you get like off to this film, back. there's something seriously wrong with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! But it starts off with them bashing that guy's head in. With, oh my uh, god, that was brutal. Which I thought you would love, Arvin. I thought <laughs> I did. I think it's aw- it looks awesome. How did they do it? How did they? I do know. It? That's like, what I kept thinking too. Because it's one take. It looks like one take, and they hide it. Well, it's kind of it's. I think he cheats, like, well, not doesn't cheat, but he gets around the corners by having this very kind of shake, the shaky cam mm-hmm. kind of, I think, does help hide shots and hide cuts. Mm-hmm. But the way that Fire Stinker sure was, like, hitting the guy's head, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Oof. But, again, he... he... Back to La Haine, because there is also a lot to say. Oh, I yeah, yeah, yeah. For, I, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Both these both there's a lot to say about with about both of these films. No, wait, um, I have something more. Really quick. Oh yes. yeah, Michelle, go ahead. Sure. About uh, irreversible. No, I really could not get over the rape scene like that. I, I know you guys sort of enjoyed it in whatever way you can enjoy this, but no, okay, obviously not that but you can respect it as a film. But I just, I just yeah, struggle yeah, yeah. to do that when this that scene is just so explicit. I don't know. I mean, part of me is like, well, cinema should kind of explore all areas of life and because it, it can. But then also that is such a horrific thing where when like women are so unsafe in society, like yeah. that is a very horrific thing to portray when a pretty male dominated film directed mm-hmm. by a man, written by a man. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not great. And I just, I really hmm. did not like it. Watched it times three because I wanted it to be over. But, yeah. I see. No, I get that. It's it's kind of... Yeah, like, yeah I do. <laughs> it's horrific. Because we can't be in that, like, position. So to us, there's, like, distance. And there's, like, mm-hmm. an yeah. ability to understand it on a, on a different level. It's not like, you know, just be like, oh, I'm... You know, the, there's definitely a safeguard or a wall around it emotionally for us. Mm-hmm. So I totally get it, and it's yeah. In retrospect, now it feels a bit like misguided, but you know, still, I guess this is powerful. I don't know. It it is. I was just want to add add one more tidbit. Uh, apparently, Gaspar Noe was he self admitted that he was on a lot of cocaine during the shoot because he's tell. the cameraman mm. and he has to lug he can he has to lug that camera around so he was on coke. Yeah, was I was coke. gonna say Gaspar, no fucks given about uh, giving <laughs> you a seizure. <laughs> he's just <laughs> yes, the ending last minute. Holy shit! 
That was crazier they enter the void. I was like, whoa, this is straight up. Like, <laughs> if someone is, like, epilepsy. Yeah. Yeah, but... Oh, so, so, okay, I just wanted to say one more thing, and then we can move on. Is mm-hmm. the most brutal part of this movie for me was the train scene when you find out that he's her ex-boyfriend and he yes. keeps insisting on knowing if they have <laughs> orgasms. I was like, that made me so uncomfortable. <laughs> and yet, this is, I don't know, I really thought the movie was really good. Anyways, that's it. Lahane, what, what did you think? Did you guys... Oh, so amazing. Yeah. I love the energy. It. Yeah. It, it, yeah, the energy and the music. I love the soundtracks too. Like it's amazing, uh, wonderful. It really captures. Uh, they these guys are like they come from nothing, but you can understand that these guys have like a culture, a, a a society of their own. And you you were previously mentioned how this is like a lesson of empathy. Like you're re- this really it, that I think that really the music and the cu- and and all the little tidbits and the dancing really sells that. And I loved it. It was great. Yeah, it. I I like just visually as well like it just kept transitioning like both of these have very unique looks the fact that it's in black and white and like manages to to be more visually interesting than dr strange is uh, fascinating to me but but it's just i don't know it it was just fun to watch even though it's a movie about like racism and police brutality and injustice for most of it's a hangout movie yeah yeah you just ch- it's like a link later almost like a link later movie where you just kind of hang out following these characters as they do nothing but the nothing is very interesting what did you guys think about the scene when they infiltrate the art gallery because just like a little moment kind of reminded me of ferris bueller when vincent cassell is just fixated on like the art on the wall and i if i, I keep trying to figure i keep trying to wonder what that is what what that's supposed to mean and also that scene when the old man came out of the bathroom. Oh yeah. And told them that story. <laughs> yeah, it's. I ha- I have a couple of like working ideas as to why. Oh <laughs> okay. I love how that scene ended. They're like, why do you tell us that? Like, well, what? what? Yeah. What, what did you think? But I thought it was so funny. Because <laughs> they were arguing because this, right right before the old man came out, they were arguing about like, well, what is what can we possibly do to change things? Right. Mm. It's like when I came from nothing and the old man came out and told that story about like how this guy froze to death because his pants get getting caught around his his, his ankles. Mm. And I think what he's trying to say is that it like there's a futility of trying to change or do things when, you know, your pants are around your ankle and when you're already like caught up when you're already so far behind, when there's already such a big handicap. And that's like referring to their circumstances, right? That's kind of what I thought he was getting at. Yeah, I, I thought it was about not being ashamed of who you are. Because ah. the guy kept like hiding behind a bush. Like, oh. oh yeah, and you shouldn't that yeah, and you shouldn't that that define you. He should have just reached for him so he doesn't free. T- yeah. Oh. But that's I mean yeah I, I don't know I I was more interested in uh, and I thought you you would also like the gallery scene because it kind of highlights the class difference and how kind of. Yes. Unbridgeable that divide is. Like even when they, they go to that you know, uh, fancy neighborhood and the cop, thanks yes. them and stuff like that. It's like oh yeah, sir, it's right over there. Blah blah blah. They can't fit in. Like they can never. Like, it's just it's like they're stuck in this position, mm-hmm. and the only way out, I guess, is is just a acceptance that they can't get out. 
I love their indignance whenever people like accuse them of being looters when the reporters pulled up. <laughs> they got so self they got so defensive. It was so funny. Yeah. Um, but Michelle, Michelle, what did yeah. you think? I mean, I've just been thinking what I think the the scene with the old man is, and I mm-hmm. I sort of is like, because didn't he say that he was trying to reach behind him? So he could like pull him along, but then if he did that, then he let his yes. pants would fall down. I yes. thought that was kind of like because even among the three men, there's differences because one's black, Arab, is the one Arabic, uh, and then he's white, and the mm. white guy always gets away. He's been yeah. fine, and like, yes, even yes, when and he tries like a, yeah, to he help, he can't really help because it's just there's just divides between it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know something like. But that. he gets shot and. In the end, though. Yeah. But that's completely. But does he like, die? Because like it doesn't look like it goes right? in his brain. Well, he got shot. It in the just head, like right? it he looks like it's shot. like scuffed his head, like it didn't go in. <laughs> that was, uh, and I love the idea that he wants to like the only thing he can pass he can think of for changing things is to shoot a cop, right? Is to commit violence. That's mm. the only retali- form of retaliation they have. Like that's the only way they can possibly act out and make a any dent in society, and make them make them make themselves heard. But I love how in the end he couldn't. He realized he's he's not that sort of person. Mm. Right when he's had when he had the gun up against the skinhead, he's like, oh, I, I he doesn't want he doesn't want to pull the trigger. Yeah. He d- like, I I love that. Like he there is he's not that he's not that kind of yeah. He must stay true to who you are and. Cause they and the film like does take like moments to show that they've all had like their gentler sides, right? They all have their families, mm-hmm. like they all love they all love their moms, and. You know what I also love is that he yells out "fuck Le Pen," <laughs> and yeah. just shows you how nothing has changed. Like, literally, yeah. just still dealing with this bullshit. I know, and it's I, and the fact that it's all about police brutality mm-hmm. in the first place. Yeah, like nothing, nothing has changed. Oof. What did you think it meant when he kept seeing the cow? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, so, sometimes I I always revert to like, oh, that's just a funny joke. But there has to be a deeper meaning because I, I just thought it was hilarious. I added like a bit of like a surreal kind of twist to yeah. this very grounded movie. But maybe it's like about kind of. How they're living in a very unnatural environment that a very natural mm-hmm. thing like a cow it looks is out of place or or maybe it's just the, a comment on them being like cattle and they're herded that's what i thought like it's like yeah. maybe they're yeah <laughs> but i don't know but oh, it's just i like the uh, taxi driver re- reference it's not even the reference i love how yeah. it's, it's not just a reference oh, yeah. it's something that he it's something we like he shares our love for movies and our love for Scorsese but Um, you know what Michelle something I just want to (laughs) say because Mm -hmm. you know how you were talking about the rape scene that's how I mean I don't not to compare it but that's kind of how I felt about the skinhead scene like I was like I don't I don't I can't watch this I don't want to go to France <laughs> and I don't want anyone yeah. to like, oh yeah I don't want to me out and I, I, it was I just, horrifying yeah I, and those experiences are where, where I can kind of I don't know and I saw that and I was like this is brutal like I, I just can't feel it like or I can I can feel too much mm-hmm. but yeah 
I love how most of these, well, the uh, Ar the Arab boy and Vincent Cassell, they both went on to star in Hollywood films. You you will recently you might have recognized them as the main Arab sheik in John Wick Three. No way. The one he visits out in the desert. That's him. I was like, oh, cool. Oh. <laughs> Vincent Cassell needs to be in better. He he's. I, I hate how he gets always gets typecasted as like a a a villain character actor. He was in uh, Oceans. <laughs> he was in, oh he was in Oceans. Yeah, he was the fox or something like yeah. Silver Fox or something yeah. like that. <laughs> he was great in uh, Black Swan. Well, who was he in I really, Black I really Swan? Liked him in that. He was he's her he's her, her her train. No teacher. way! I gotta yeah, watch Black Swan again. Remember, I, I think he's fantastic. I remember loving it. Alright, shall we take a break? Let's do it. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. And we're back! Now, step right up, ladies and gentlemen. Seven reels, let's rate them up. Okay, you guys go first. I'm gonna feel this out. I wanna give... Oh my god, it's, it's, it's a genuine hard split. Four, four reels to Lahaine, because I think it's just more of an accessible film that gets that, who, whose message can reach a broader audience. Yeah? And three reels to Irreversible, although I would argue that Irreversible is the more technically impressive one, despite both films being excellent in, on that front. I'll go six to Lahaine and want to Irreversible. Mm -hmm. oh boy. I just think maybe they could have just like beaten her up instead of raped her. Mm. Like, and would it maybe still yeah. work other than like the pregnancy stuff? Because mm -hmm. that hits more because she was raped for some mm. reason. Yeah. No, I kind of, mm. I don't know. I was totally won over by this movie though. I understand your complaint about the rape thing and I really wish like it wasn't as graphic like i think that's uh, that's the only like deal breaker for me but but honestly it's visually stunning mm -hmm. and and so powerful yes so um, i i think for me it's a tie between both of them it's like three and a half three and a half <laughs> i liked both of them a lot mm -hmm. do you think how the 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 like you know, every single Gaspar Noé film, he goes hard, he goes mm -hmm. extreme. But do you think that extremity is holding him back from allowing his genuine, brilliant directorial skills, like to like, it's blocking himself off from like a wider audience? If he can just make something a little bit more accessible. But maybe he doesn't want big audience. Maybe he doesn't want to. No, he's he's. I mean, I've seen interviews. Like he's a definitely a very uncompromising artist. But, but, but I have two schools, uh, like or two two points of view on that. Because I, I really thought I was like, okay, well, this is kind of someone who's using a very cheap way to m get publicity by being like, oh, it's just like just shock value. What's the difference between that and like Howard Stern or whatever? No offense to Howard Stern. Mm -hmm. But it's like, you know, it's not as, uh, as powerful as the limits of, you know, sometimes being like there are borders that you can't cross and mm. i'm going to give you a powerful movie within those versus like i can do anything but thinking about like what we view now as totally fine and are kind of blase about versus what was 
40, 50, 60, 70 years ago as fine. I, I find myself going back to the, that thought of like, well, maybe this is ahead of its time mm-hmm. and maybe in the future this will just be like, you know, watching a, a, you know, a movie now like the Batman or whatever. <laughs> it's, I don't know. Because things kind of keep progressing mm-hmm. and we get desensitized and desensitized and things aren't extreme enough and, you know, so this might be... Well, with what's problem. coming out now, I would say that I don't think things are... We're nothing out in cinemas that, you know, is making more than $100 million and is pushing the boundaries. Well, yeah. Obviously. I would argue. Yeah, I suppose. Pushing the boundaries of how right. much money you can make selling the same thing. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. Oh boy, yes, yeah. Yes. Well, speaking of science, just uh, what's coming out these days. Well, 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 what have we watched this week? Oh my god, what a segue. Oh. Okay, what have we watched this um, week? I, you know what I watched it was not something that came out recently. It was okay. the Parallax View, Warren Beatty. Uh, what's that? Uh, oh. 1974. It's uh, a political thriller. It's kind of like I I don't know the best way to put it, but it's it's pretty good. It, it's it's uh, it's like a seventies classic seventies bleak ending movie <laughs> about and about like, oh. bureaucracy and those in charge and nice. thinly veiled like Kennedy assassination conspiracy. So uh, it's pretty awesome. I highly recommend it. But it felt at times like. Warren Beatty wrote the movie or something because <laughs> he's just total badass like uncompromising reporter who does I'm the coolest yeah, guy there is <laughs> who goes, uh, where people don't want to go and gets into fights and kicks ignorant small minded sheriffs asking uh, the hard <laughs> questions <laughs> yeah exactly and uh, like publishers going like you can't do that <laughs> You're out of line, there. Warren. The yeah, Warren they go. Movie. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. Cool, Michelle. What have you watched this week? Me and Avin watched. It's called Last Breath or Deep Breath. Last, Last Breath. Breath. It's Last a Breath. documentary on Netflix. It's so good. I mean, you're best not knowing much of what happens, but it's basically just yeah. about deep sea diving in the North Sea. And then, like, an incident happens, and it's really, it's so tense. Like, you'll just want to have a heart attack for the whole thing, but it's really good. It's called Last Last, Last Breath. Breath. Okay. It's great. It's, like, it's, it's like, 80 minutes long, and it, and it's, and it doesn't let up. It's go from, and it's, it's all, yeah. on the list. I don't want to spoil what the, what the scenario yeah. is, because it's so terrifying. And you're like, how, yeah, it's great. I watched a documentary. Well, I don't want to talk about Obi Wan Kenobi because it's really bad. You just um, did. Yeah, it's really mm-hmm. bad. Kumail Nanjiani was good. Sorry, Kumail Nanjiani. I just want to bring it up. Kumail Nanjiani. He uh, he's improved a lot as an actor. If there's anything, um, he there's a scene when he meets up with uh, Bill McGregor and he held his own. Yeah, I'm gonna cut. This. Okay, you're gonna cut this. Okay, whatever. Okay, Obi-Wan. I watched a doc- sports documentary. Obi Wan, <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> That's cool. <Okay. laughs> he looked like he really wanted to be there and he's trying his hardest. And I and I, and I respect well, it. Are that. you a fucking asshole, <laughs> Obi-Wan? 
Get out of here. That's how I. I don't know. Silicon Valley. Well. Michelle, see, now you can't cut it because no, this is too good. It. You, you gotta, gotta keep it in. Only one deal. I watched a sports documentary called Screwball. Mm-hmm. It's not even really a sports doc. It's a true crime documentary, and it's the story about how A. Rod went down for the second time for doping, and the story behind it. The biggest, uh, <laughs> the most interesting about this documentary is that all of the reenactments are done by children. No way. <laughs> doing like just basically doing all the like the it's still the talking heads, right? But it's children going all over the lines and acting it all out. It's fantastic, and because and there's a point to it because That's it's hilarious amazing. and a. Colossal, e- colossal escalation of of idiots getting themselves for, like deeper and deeper and deeper into trouble. It's is this on Netflix? Like or? Very, very funny. It's on. It's on Netflix. It's That's on Netflix. awesome. It's very, very I, funny. I can't wait. <laughs> and it's insane. Like wh- how one one decision to like fuck over a dumb guy can spiral out of control and, um, and cost millions and millions of dollars. It's awesome. Yeah, that's my Sweet. recommendation. Uh, that's what you no, watch. not my recommendation. What, what what I watched this week. But speaking of recommendations, what are our recommendations? <laughs> that's uh, that's not as good of a transition as the as well. That's before. not as, that's not as good. That's why I'm not acknowledging it. <laughs> um, <laughs> what what are our recommendations? Um, my, I have one. Okay, have you one. guys go ahead. Oh no, Michelle, go first. Uh, mine's Boys in the Hood. Oh. Nice. Um, it's like. I mean, it's American, mm-hmm. and they're still in the lower class. It's very sad, but it's very good. Mm-hmm. But it's it's also a hangout nice. movie, right? And uh, kind of highlights yeah. police yeah. brutality and justice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Arvin? My recommendation is Train Spotting. For one, that's kind of what I made, what I was the movie I was thinking of the most while I was watching Lahaine. and. For some reason, I kept thinking like Vincent Cassell has very similar qualities to Aaron McGregor. Is he in it? As in that role in Train Spotting, yeah, he's the main guy in Train Spotting. No, I mean he's Vincent shot. Cassell. Is he in Train Spotting? Because I can see him in it. No, 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 no. no but like, no, 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 he's not. It's <laughs> the movie is set entirely in Scotland. He could do a Scottish accent. No, he I can't. Bet he can. Have you heard him speak English? Have, Have you, you heard, heard him the French accent? It's crazy. They could do Scottish. <laughs> 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 yes, that's exactly how he says. He's gonna do. Um, train spotting because it's also kind of a hangout movie, and it's also about boys, so much a- aimless in- young men in similar. Yeah, situations. yeah, and I liked and this Danny Boyle has a similar energy, right? In, in and Iggy Pop. I thought it was it. Yeah. God damn it, Danny Boyle needs to. Yesterday, what the fuck was that? Like, what? What is he doing? What is he doing? He should have done Bond. She should have okay, just caved okay. and done. And, okay, sorry. Irvin got too excited. Yeah. Oh, uh, Yusuf, uh, the Carrie Fukunaga got what? canceled. So I'm bring that up in the podcast. Yeah, apparently he, uh, after the Bond premiere or something like that, he tried to invite a very young woman up to to watch a TV show with him or something like that. So yeah. Damn. It's just. Yeah, just the gossip of the day. Anyways, what is your recommendation? I'm gonna recommend Oceans Twelve. Great Vincent Cassell <laughs> so far away. performance. It's uh it's a great film. I think it's the best of the Oceans movies, which is not saying a lot. It is. But still, 
<laughs> very good i think and he's it's it's just a lot of fun and he's like he's a great actor i think he carries that you know performance he has the coolest part of the movie stuff. when he did like yeah. the laser wire stuff so cool. yeah it's sick anyways that's it seems so American can make fun movies I remember that movie break even as like a young kid uh, watching it that sequence where Bruce Willis shows up playing Bruce Willis and mm. Julia Roberts character yeah. has to pretend to be Julia Roberts like that broke my mind in terms of like I was like I what's know. going on can a movie do this like how, how is this happening like that at all. Was, um, he's also in trance a Danny yeah, Boyle been, movie that I really liked oh it yeah. was great too yeah he's great in that too that one with uh, yeah, James McAvoy. I thought James McAvoy was going to be the guy. Don't watch this with your parents, though. I watched it with my dad and my brother. <laughs> oh, my God. That, oh, that gosh. movie about pubic hair. Oh. <laughs> yeah, about Rosario Dawson's body. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Fantastic. But, uh, yeah. So, two recommendations. All right. What, what are we watching next week? That's. So for next week, uh, I'm going to pick up something about espionage, just get into spy mood. I just had a, a crisis of faith as the second film I wanted to pick, because I realized there's another recent espionage movie that I saw that was actually oh, pretty good. It's, it's, that's good. Okay, two espionages, esp- spy movies from two different cultures. Let's go with Army of Shadows, 1969, directed by John Pierre Mel- Melville. And that's... Oh, and okay, the other one is Cliff Walkers, a 2021 oh, film directed by Zhang Yimo. It's it's about uh, communist spy agents being sent into Manchur- uh, uh, northern China on a very secret spy mission. It's um, called Cliff Walkers. I think these yeah these are both these these will be good All compliments. Right. I I've seen Cliff Walkers. I yeah, that's gonna be Sweet. what we're watching next week. Very All right, thanks for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you had a good week and stay safe. Well. See you Thank next you. time. Bye. Keep it real. The Seventh Reel is hosted by Arvin Huang, Michelle Hassel, and Yusuf El Bashir. Logo by Joe Conti. Our ad break music is composed by Yusuf Sui Lim, and our outro music is composed by Yahya El Bashir. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>